Um, but I want to speak for the next few minutes in this verse in Matthew chapter 13. Let's just read these couple of verses again. He put another parable before them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but when it has grown, it is larger than all the garden plants, so becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. Do you know, the mustard seed is a fascinating one because it's such a small, tiny, tiny seed. And these seeds would make trees that were 12, 15 feet high. And I love these words, one tiny seed. The thought that something amazing can come from one seed that is so small. And there's three things that I think we can use as comparisons for this idea of a seed to a tree. Firstly and obviously the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of God when it came to earth was so small. It was so insignificant. Just like a mustard seed. But we know that one day this small little kingdom would grow into this vast, vast body of believers. The kingdom of God was small but what would come would be incredible. The kingdom of God wasn't big. It didn't have big flashy lights and booming voices like the Jewish people expected. But rather it was like a tiny little seed. How could this man called Jesus and a few of his followers who weren't terribly educated, who didn't really know what they were doing except following, make any sort of significance in this world? But this is the kingdom that would grow and would bless others. I love this picture of of birds making their nests in the trees. We are to be those trees that offer refuge and safety for others. That offer protection and sanctuary for people. We are to be like those trees. We are to be trees that benefit this world. We are to love our neighbor. We are due to others as we want to see done to ourselves. We are to live good and godly life so that Christ may be seen in us. Do you know, I love it. I love that none of these 12 disciples were men of note. There wasn't many of them. They were full of fear. They were weak. They were slow to believe. And really, they were unqualified in almost every way to be leaders. And we think even as Jesus left at Pentecost, we saw 120 believers. That is it. The start of the church was just 120 that we saw there. But yet this tiny, tiny little seed, this tiny beginning of the kingdom of God would become this great tree that would provide shelter, protection, that would benefit this world. From that tiny seed of 120 To hundreds and hundreds of millions of people. The second thing I think of when I think of this tiny seed is Jesus. Jesus was born. Placed in a feeding trough. In the midst of cows. Sheep, goats, donkeys, whatever kind of animals were there. This place that he was born. This region that he was born into. They were pretty insignificant places 
where he was born and he grew up. So much so that we see Nathaniel ask Philip in John chapter 1, can any good come out of Nazareth? We have this kid called Jesus. This young man that was really from nothing. So again, we see this Jesus that is like this mustard seed. We see this, this guy of little significance and little importance. The Jews were waiting for this roaring God. This fire to come. This kingdom to be established in this great and awesome way. But instead they got a baby. And a few uneducated men with him. But this is the man who established the kingdom of God on earth. Do you know, I love that this parable is all about contrast. Contrast that we have a baby on this side, and on this side, we have the man that hung on the cross so that we don't have to face the consequences of our sin. And that's the reality of the kingdom of God. That each one of us is dead in our sins. We can't please God because our God is holy and our God is righteous. And we cannot reach that standard of holiness. But our God sent his son. Like this tiny little mustard seed. Into this world. So that we may be holy. And we may be righteous. How do we follow this Jesus? If we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. And if we believe that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, one is justified. And with the mouth, one confesses and is saved. Jesus, from the most insignificant of backgrounds, established the kingdom of heaven here on earth. By making relationship with God possible for each one of us. And the third thing I think of when I think of this mustard seed and I think of this tree is I think of us. I think of us in this life on this journey of from being a mustard seed to a great tree. Each one of us is like a mustard seed. We are full of potential. We are able to do things. We are able to grow and to move. But there are lots of stages to a mustard seed. So maybe this morning you come into this place as a mustard seed. You're not growing. You haven't grown. Maybe you don't know Jesus. You haven't a clue what any of this is about. But I'd urge you to explore and to find out. Or maybe you're new to the faith. Some of our children beginning to set down roots. Those of us that have encountered the Lord recently in our lives. Well, our encouragement to you is to put your roots down in good soil. Immerse yourself in Jesus. Spend time with Jesus. Don't try and be a tree before you're a bush. Don't try and be massive. Don't try and be this Christian, this mature person. But instead, take your time. Pray every day. Open your Bible. Surround yourself with mature Christians. And I guess parents and grandparents, this is a challenge for us. For you, if your child has made a commitment to Christ and is at the beginning of their journey, setting down these roots into God. You need to be those mature Christians for your children. You need to protect them, to guide them, to nurture them and to help them. 
Maybe you're somewhere in the middle. Maybe you are this tree that is growing. This half tree kind of thing. But you know you want to be a tree. You want to be a mature Christian. You want to be somebody that is continually growing and growing and growing. Maybe you know that you should be stronger in your faith. You know that you should be serving the Lord with greater obedience. Then again, return to the roots where you find nourishment. Return to Jesus. Take your time. Spend time with God. Spend time in his words. And for those that are mature in the faith, that are established as great oaks of righteousness, so that God may be glorified, trees are always growing. Trees never stop. We never reach this point as Christians where we're so grown and mature in the faith that we have hit this level of maturity that we need to do nothing else. We don't ever become complacent because a tree that isn't growing is dead. Don't ever think we've reached the level of faith that we have made it. But instead, don't keep your faith to yourself. Encourage those around you. Build them up so that we may see others mature in the faith. I love this picture that the kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed. So many contrasts from these disciples to the hundreds of millions, billions of believers around the world. Jesus, this insignificant little baby that came and went to the cross that now sits at the right hand of the Father. And then there is us. None of us born with faith, but we are able to grow into a living and growing faith. The other thing I love about seeds is that seeds are alive. But you can't take a packet of seeds and just expect it to grow. You're not going to get an abundance of a harvest from seeds sitting in your hands. But they need to be in the right condition. Just like us, we need to be surrounded by God. We need God to guide us and to lead us in every step of the way. But like seeds... The kingdom of heaven is alive and it is growing. Jesus is alive. And we too can be and should be alive in Christ. We'll leave that there just now. Let's pray. Lord, how incredible the contrast between the smallest of seeds and the greatest of treats. We thank you that you are a God that is very, very much alive. That you are a God that wants to know us, that wants to be at work in us, that wants to see us alive and growing in our faith, excited to dwell in the house of the Lord, excited to have the Lord living within us. God, we thank you for all that you do. We thank you for the ways that you are at work in each one of us. In your name we pray. Amen. The second thing I briefly want to look at this morning is just some great words from Psalm 135 that says simply, praise the Lord for the Lord is good. Sing praise to his name. 
you know what we find at harvest is harvest is a time for thankfulness. Harvest is a time for us to pause and to reflect for all that God gives us. And that's what I want us to do for the next few minutes this morning. The verses that Andrew read at the beginning of the service, the land yields its harvest. God, our God, blesses us. May God bless us still so that all the ends of the earth will fear him. Our God blesses us. That is why there is harvest. It is our God that makes things grow. It is him that gives us water, that gives us sun, that gives us everything that we need for plants to grow. So when everything is gathered in and everything is gathered together, it is good for us to say thank you to the God who provided for us. It is good to stop. And it is good to say Thank you. There are many things in our lives for us to be thankful for. And it is right that we praise God. It is right that we take our place alongside all of creation to proclaim the praise to God for his creation. For his sustaining work in this world. And I think we so often just come and we pray for stuff. We give thanks for stuff. We give thanks for the things round about us. But I want to pause for a moment. And we find in Psalm 147 some great things, some attributes, some work of God that this morning we should praise. Why should we praise God? Because he is at work in our lives. It is God that transforms hearts. It is the spirit dwelling in us that works in us. It is our God that heals the brokenhearted. It is our God that binds up their wounds in ways that nobody else possibly can. Our God is able to heal our hearts. Our God is able to take our grief, our anger, our mourning in a way that nobody else, nothing else possibly can. Our God controls the universe. He knows how many stars are in the sky. And he's calling them by name. That is how awesome and big our God is. In verse 5 it tells us that he is powerful and he is infinite. God can do so much more than any of us could ever hope or imagine. God is infinite. He has no beginning, no end. He goes forever. God lifts up the humble and he casts down the wicked. God is righteous and God is just. God provides the cloud cover. He provides rain. He causes the grass to grow and he provides food for all of nature. God is in control of everything around about us. God strengthens nations, he blesses children, he makes peace and he provides food. He commands all of nature and the earth obeys him. The weather shows us this, that it is in obedience to God. And he takes delight in verses 19 and 20 in you and I. I don't know how your situations and your circumstances are this morning. 
But I know that each one of us in that has a multitude of things to be thankful to, to our God. If you can praise and give thanks for nothing else this morning, give thanks for who God is. Give thanks for his incredible working power, for all that he does amongst us and in us and in this world. But what is so exciting is we see this God of power, this God of infinity, this God of everything. But yet he knows us more intimately than any other person ever could. We should praise God this morning for who he is. But also it is good for us to remember the things on earth that he has given us. The food that he provides to feed us. Our family and our friends to love us, to protect us. The roofs over our heads to keep us safe and to keep us warm. For schools and teachers to educate us and help us learn. For jobs to help us live. For medicine and doctors to make us better when we are ill. The list is endless. And we serve a God who creates all things. We serve a God who is amazing, who has created an amazing planet that despite the sinfulness of this world, we can still see our God at work. There is so much for us to be thankful for this morning. We're just going to watch a short video before we reflect. Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Give thanks, O servants of the Lord. Who stand in the house of the Lord. In the courts of the house of our God. Praise the Lord for the Lord is good. Sing to his name for it is pleasant. Lord we thank you. For the incredible God that you are. For the God that has. Such authority and such power yet loves us so intimately. For the God that loves us so much that you sent your one and only son to die on the cross for all of those who believe. Lord, would you receive our thanksgiving this morning? Lord, would you help our hearts to be hearts that are always thankful? That are always pausing and stopping and looking to the eternal God for all that you have given us. And in those moments when it is hardest for us to say that our God is good, would you help us to be able to look outside the circumstances that surround us and to see your face? In your name we pray. Amen.